The night passed slowly. The grey light of morning was coming through the barred windows when at last the cell door opened. But no lawyers or diplomats came in, just two men in aprons pushing a trolley on which stood a large urn. They ladled out a thin oatmeal. Lloyd did not eat any. An hour after breakfast the door opened again, but this time only brown shirts stood there. They marched all the prisoners out and loaded them onto a truck, packed so tightly that they had to remain standing. It seemed to Lloyd that they had gone about twenty miles, when the truck came to a halt outside a wooden gate between brick pillars. Two brown shirts with rifles stood guard. Lloyd's fear rose a notch. Where was the court? This looked more like a prison camp. The truck drove in and stopped at a group of derelict buildings. They were herded into a tumble-down building that might once have been a warehouse. Then the waiting began. No one came for Lloyd all that day. In the evening there was another trolley containing a stew of carrots and turnips. Lloyd was now ravenous, and he wolfed his meagre supper and wished for more. Somewhere in the camp there were three or four dogs that howled all night. Lloyd felt dirty. He needed a bath and a shave and a clean shirt. The toilet facilities, two barrels in the corner, were absolutely disgusting. But tomorrow was Monday. Then there would be some action. At six they were awakened by a brown shirt bawling, Schleicher! Jörg Schleicher! Which one is Schleicher? Jörg stood up and said, Me, I'm Schleicher. Come with me, said the brown shirt. Robert said in a frightened voice, Why, what do you want him for? Where is he going? What are you, his mother? said the brown shirt. Lie down and shut your mouth. He poked Jörg with his rifle. Outside, you. Before breakfast, they were all taken outside. They stood around a small wire-fenced area a quarter the size of a tennis court. Lloyd shivered in the cold morning air. Then he saw Thomas Marka approaching. The police detective wore a black coat over his brown shirt uniform. Behind Marka were two brown shirts holding the arms of a naked man with a bucket over his head. The prisoner's hands were tied behind his back, and the bucket was tightly tied with string under his chin. He was a slight, youngish man with blonde, pubic hair. Robert groaned. Oh, sweet Jesus, it's Jörg. Jörg was led into the fenced compound and left there, shivering. His two escorts withdrew. They disappeared for a few minutes, then returned, each of them leading two Alsatian dogs. That explained the all-night barking. The dogs looked starved. The brown shirts led them to the fenced compound. Lloyd had a vague but dreadful premonition of what was to come. Robert screamed, No! He ran forward, No, no, no! He tried to open the gate of the compound. Three or four brown shirts pulled him away roughly. They threw him contemptuously to the ground. No, said Marker to his men, Make him watch. They lifted Robert to his feet and held him facing the wire fence. The dogs were led into the compound. They were excited, barking and slavering. The handlers released the dogs and hurried out of the compound. The dogs dashed for Jörg. One bit his calf, another his arm, a third his thigh. From behind the metal bucket there was a muffled scream of agony and terror. The brown shirts cheered and applauded. The prisoners looked on in mute horror. After the first shock, Jörg tried to defend himself. His hands were tied and he was unable to see but he could kick out randomly. However, 
His bare feet made little impact on the starving dogs. They dodged and came again, ripping his flesh with their sharp teeth. With the dogs at his heels, he ran blindly in a straight line until he crashed into the wire fence. The brown shirts cheered raucously. A dog took a chunk out of Jörg's behind, and they hooted with laughter. Jörg's white body was now running with blood from multiple wounds. The dogs became bolder, tearing at him and swallowing bloody chunks. At last Jörg slid to the ground. The dogs settled down to feed. The handlers re-entered the compound. With practiced motions, they reattached the dogs' leashes, pulled them off Jörg, and led them away. Robert ran into the compound, and this time no one stopped him. Lloyd helped them untie Jörg's hands and remove the bucket. Jörg was unconscious but breathing. Lloyd said, Let's get him indoors. You take his leg.